welcome to the All Things Reality podcast. My name is Champagne and I'm joined with my co-host, Laith. And today we are joined with our second ever guest from The Circle. Laith, tell us a little bit about our guest today. So our guest entered The Circle as himself on day one of the third season of the Netflix reality show. He rode the middle throughout the early part of the game before he was able to make a comeback becoming an influencer during the fifth rating. His social game and close-knit alliance with my favorite, Roxana, were crucial to his longevity in The Circle, where he ended up being blocked right before the final rating. Please welcome Daniel to the All Things Reality TV podcast. Daniel, how's it going? That, I'm doing amazing. That was like the best intro I think I have like ever heard <laughs> in my whole entire life. And I want that, like, I need that, like, saved. And I'm just going to, like, have that play every time I'm, like, walking into an event. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you. We love you. I'm so obsessed. I'm so excited for this. Are you kidding? I just, uh, I, I, you know, I love you because I just met you. What only, it seems like, I feel like I've known you for a minute, but it's like only been since December. No, literally though. When you followed me back on TikTok, I was literally outraged because you, like, I'm not even trying to kiss your ass right now. I'm not trying to kiss your ass. You were literally my favorite. And I was like, no fucking way. Like, and it was just out of the blue too. It was very out of the blue. And I was like, wait a damn minute. And then you DM'd me and I was like, holy shit, this is like, actually real like Daniel from the because <laughs> I feel like when I saw you on the circle I immediate was I immediately was thinking this is a guy I would be friends with in my real life and also like I just feel like your character fed uh put so well to my character you know what I mean kind of that young innocent like naive person and I was like I could so see myself <laughs> being Daniel in the circle and I think you played a hell of a game. Like I said, you were my favorite. So I was literally overjoyed when you followed me. Listen, it's obvious of our mutual friend, Alia. She was like, you need to follow this girl like on TikTok. And I was like, I literally like watched one video and I was like obsessed. I was like, follow. I was like, I love her. <laughs> no, I love Alia. Shout out to her. She, she's, she's living my dream too. I swear. She just literally travels everywhere. It's so cool. She's the moment. She'll be on a reality TV show soon, though. She'll be joy. She'll be a next guest on your podcast. Don't worry. No, no, literally. Oh, is that like a leak or no? That's just like a prediction. It's uh, things are in the works. That's what we'll say. Oh, I didn't know about that. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Okay. Well, now we got the hookup for a future interview with uh, Daniel's friend Alia, and maybe a year from now, give or take. So keep an eye out for that. Love this. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to get started talking about your circle journey. So biggest thing I want to know about, biggest thing I know Champagne wants to know about, and probably a lot of our listeners, um, talking about your friend who's going through a casting process right now for a TV show, what was your casting process like for the circle? Were you a fan before, and what was your application like, and what was the process like after you submitted that application? Oh my gosh, such a good question. Um, and it's, wow, it's a moment. So I, quarantine happened. I was working at Disney World. Um, I was a character performer. COVID happened. We got fired, whatever. I was home binge watching Big Brother. Kid you not, because it's my favorite show. Um, and my brother's wife's friend was like, we, I, we, I always went to her house for Bachelor Mondays and like, I love her to death. She tagged me in a Twitter post that was like, tag someone who would apply for the circle. And I was like, okay, like I've heard of the show, but I like wanted to wait to binge watch it because I was like working. Um, and I was like, whenever I'll fill out an application. I had to request an application, got one, filled it out. And I wanted to be my best friend, Allie. Um, and I was like, I managed her Tinder for over a year, found her her like boyfriend who she's going to marry, whatever. Like all the shows, like bitch, like we've been new. And then they're like, make a video, a 59 second video. And I was like, ugh. 
So I was like, I guess I should probably watch the show. And so I did. <laughs> I watched it in like a day and I was like, this was okay. I was like, Big Brother's still better. Sorry, I'll say it. I was like, bitch, like, cut and dry. Like, I mean, it's just the tea. Like, oh, for reality TV shows, Circle, maybe she's on top five. I don't know. That's being generous. Anyways. <laughs> So I literally was like, I guess. So I filmed a video, 59 seconds, didn't give a fuck about it. Um, because I was like, there's no way I'm going to get picked. It's Netflix. Like I just sat there and I was myself. Um, filmed it, sent it off. Uh, week goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by, four weeks go by. I'm like, well, that was cute. Because usually in the reality world, if you don't hear back between like two weeks to a month, it's like they've seen it and they moved on. Um, I was working for my family. I was up for 27 hours straight at this point because I didn't sleep. Um, I was binge watching a show. And I'm like, I'm going to bed after I take this last computer chip. And I look and I have a missed call uh, and a voicemail from a Chicago number. I'm like, who the fuck is calling me from Chicago? No way. <laughs> um, so how long was, was that from the first application? Literally a month and four days. I applied April okay. I, a, April 20th, I want to say, or no, April 4th. And I got, got a call May 7th. So a month and three, four days. Um, and then I call him right back. Like literally he's like, Hey, it's blah, blah. From like, I'm casting this sort of like, oh, and I like call him back and I'm like, hello. And his voicemail still playing. Um, and I had a 30 minute conversation with him. He was obsessed with me. And he was like, I think you should just go in as yourself. Like what? Like I'm obsessed with you. And I was like, bitch, whatever's going to get me on. Um, and so then a week later, I had a 40 minute interview, uh, with another casting producer. It got cut down to a two minute clip, um, with editing and music behind it sent off to Netflix. And they were like, Hey, you're going to hear back in like three to four months. Um, if you're going to make it to finals and fly out to LA. Um, and then I want to say like a month later, I got a call and they're like, Hey, Netflix is obsessed with you. Um, and then you just, you know, we had to do background checks, psych evals, um, meet with a therapist uh we had to do like I said background checks I might have had to get a physical um then they liked me I filled out like an 18 page contract then they're like hey you made it to finals but it's going to be over zoom because um Netflix is or because of COVID uh, and I was like great um and I did it. it was the second day of my semester and I had to kick my friends out of our brand new apartment I was like hey I have like this audition that like I can't tell you about but um I like you guys can't be here and they were amazing um <laughs> I did it. And they're like, you should hear back in five days, but hopefully in a week, five days go by, nothing. A week goes by. It was my birthday. Nothing. I was stressed, like eating, sleeping, crying, dying. Nothing for another week. They're like, you should hear back by Friday. I'm like, F them. I'm not leaving my ringer on. I'm not doing this. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't, whatever. Um, as soon as I say that five minutes later, while I was doing ASL, like homework, I get a little call. Um, and it was my producer, one of my casting producers, and I missed it. And I called her back. I'm like, hello. You missed and it? she's like, hey, Daniel. I did. She's like, hey, Daniel. I'm like, hey. <laughs> like, like, get into it. Um, and then she was like, you have like an 80% chance of getting flown out to Manchester, UK. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, you should have just called me when you got the yes or no. Um, and then it goes by nothing and she's like you should hear back by wednesday nothing friday goes by i'm like miss bitch what is going on literally and she's like you'll hear back by um i was taking a nap like two weeks went by so i was taking a nap they called me and i was like i literally looked at my phone and i was like this is it and i was like hello <laughs> and then she's like like pack your bags like you're going to like manchester and blah blah, blah. so it was and then there's all, there's so much tea for when I was in the UK. I can't even, it was, it was borderline traumatic, but hey, we got on the show. 
So what happened? What was, what was the traumatic part? That so you, you get the you get the call. How far? How long was the distance between when you got that call that you knew you were going on from when you were flown out to the show? So I think it was. So my final audition. I thank God I'm really good with dates. A lot of bitches. Any if you interview anybody else about this, they will never get your dates. But like my ass is psychotic enough. I remember. Um, my so I originally applied April fourth. Whatever. Got him. April April fourth. Yeah, that's my birthday. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I had to put it out there. I had to put it out there. He said, I had to say, I love it. Hey, oh, it makes sense. This is why we're connected. Literally. Um, April 4th, got the call May 7th. I had my final audition. I want to say the 26th of August was my final, was my Zoom final um, of August. So like everything in between that was like the contracts so of this, the that, the phone calls, blah, blah. Um, they said I should have heard back the 30th or no, they should have said, I, they said I should have heard back that Friday. Then they said the 31st, which was my birthday did not. I got my acceptance call on the 14th of September. Damn. Um, and then I flew oh, out wow. and I flew out the 29th of September. So I had a little under two weeks, uh, to pack my bags and to go off. And I was still in school at this. I did school all throughout my circle journey. I was like, I was going to drop all my classes. Um, but then I was like, can I do Zoom? And they're like, yeah. So long story short, what ended up happening is they, before I flew out, they were like, hey, can you theoretically do season three? We're filming back to back. And I was like, preferably not for school, just because like, I kind of already set it up with my teachers where like, they'll allow me two weeks off for filming. Um, Even though they did not know I was filming a TV show. <laughs> I just said, I'm flying out filming for something like you have to understand. Um, They're like, okay, great. And then I got the call and they're like, hey, you're on lock for season two. I was like, great, Graham, whatever. I flew out to Manchester. Um, we had to quarantine in our own apartments for two weeks. Um, and then after that, we get pulled out of our quarantine apartments. We have a chaperone. Uh, we go to the studio and we film our intro videos. And that's how they decide who gets on the show is by their intro videos. Oh. Like we all do like a whole, like, and obviously the intro, it's, there's so many more questions they ask us, so many more things we do. Um, but that's kind of how they decide who's going to be first starting eight. And that's what my producer told me. She was like, I was like, how do I know? Like, if I'm going to be first date or not, she's like, you're just going to have to kill this intro video or the intro clips. Um, and I did. I literally was there. Every question I was giving, like the people asking the questions were peeking out being like, what the fuck? Like, and I was just dead ass. Like, I was just like, next. Like, I don't give a fuck. Um, be that bitch. I filmed it. My, my period. My chaperone literally was like, this was one of the best interviews I've ever seen anybody do out of like my years of working here. Like it was nuts. Whatever we get picked up. Wow. Well, yeah, I was nuts. I was literally like pissing myself. I was like, period. I mean, given I was in two weeks by myself in an apartment, like, bitch, I had material. I was ready. I was like, bitch, let me talk to some people. Um, we get into a chauffeur car. He drives us to another apartment. This is where we're in hiding until we're on the show. Um, I get a call the next day and then they're like, hey. Um, and I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. I'm getting put in the circle. And they're like, we started filming for season two. Like you're not starting eight, but like live out of your suitcase. You have no idea. And I was crushed. I was crying. I was out on the balcony. I was like, I'm going home. This isn't worth it. Um, and I just kept going, kept going, kept going. And then I talked to one of the therapists and I was like, well, I know I'm on season two. Like she told me I was on lock for season two. And then she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, well, you know, reality TV shows, they have their set cast and then they have alternates. Like, that's just like how Big Brother works. It's how Survivor works. Like, that's just how it is. And she says, no, babes, we don't, we don't have alternates. And I was like, what? And she's like, <laughs> I was like, just, what? And she's like, no, like, we bring out, we fly out a bunch of people and like some people won't get used. And I was like, so you're telling me like, I could get sent home without being on a show. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I'd be crushed. I would be. And so they lied to you. 
No, because I thought this whole time, like I bought a $500 new wardrobe, like I was ready to go. <laughs> um, but I think my brain was in such denial. I was like, there is no way I'm not getting on the show. So I stuck it out. I stuck it out. I stuck it out. And I was like, I literally was five in the morning. I had like these three rows of popcorn. I was like, these are the day that people enter. These are the days they leave. This is when they get blocked. I was like, if I just make it past October 24th, like then I won't be on season two and I'll have a shot for season three. Um, and then it did, it happened. Like season two is over. They're like, you're in contention for season three. And I was like, okay. Um, and then it was the day of the election. The election happened. I stayed up till 8 a.m. the next morning. And I was like, okay, but like, if I move into season three, it'll only be like the next day. I get a call. I wake up right before class. And she's like, hey, babes, like just letting you know, you have like a 90% chance <laughs> of going on starting eight tomorrow. I was like, bitch, I have two hours of sleep. What? <laughs> um, she's like, show me. She's like, show me your intro outfit. And I did. And then an hour later, she's like, you're going in tomorrow. And I had less than 12 hours of notice until I went on in the show. And then we started filming and it was like, boom. So I literally went from thought I was on season two, like definitely. And then to, hey, by the way, you might go get sent home. And people did. They flew out 50 people to the UK and they only used 24 of us, I want to say, for two seasons. Out of um, how many people? Yeah. So over 100,000 people applied for the show. Um, and they flew out 50 to the UK and then they only used 24 wow. of us. And wow. so 26 people got sent home, never were used, never were contacted. And that was it. So yeah, it was just like, my, my brain literally, I always said this during reality TV casting. I was like, if I can just make it past the video, I'm on the show. I've always said that. I was like, if I can just get past that video and get on a phone call with a producer, it's done. Not because I'm cocky. I just know my like worth and I know who I am. And I'm like, I know what I can bring to the table. And I was like, I had a good storyline. I was young. I was like cutthroat. I was like coming out on reality television. I was like, there's a lot going on here. So yeah, that's my little, the long winded story. But I always love, I always love giving the long version because I remember being a like fan. I would yep. like, tell me what the process is like. What do you go through? What questions yeah. do they ask you? How do you go on? And you rarely ever find it. And like, cause I was literally like where all of your listeners are today. Like I literally was that kid listening to all Aww. of these podcasts all of these little things like I'm like still such a little fan at heart and like that's why I just like love coming on and like talking about my experience because I'm like no like I'm literally you like I'm everybody <laughs> who's watching like you and I'll be you one day Daniel one day Leith and I will be you oh. one day <laughs> I'm literally my concern is zero I know that's gonna happen I can't wait for you to give me the call being like bitch <laughs> literally literally no but I have a question so you say you were in that apartment for two weeks and then you got on season three how did that work out with school so what happens is when I flew to the UK um and by the way Netflix here's the thing Netflix can be really bougie but the pay is not bougie I'll fucking say that like I had these people listen I had these, they literally got a chauffeur car brought it to my house picks me up this guy bowed to me when I came out of the car I'm not kidding you can't make this shit up he bowed to drove you. me two hours to the airport did all of this had another chauffeur pick me up in this big van drove me to my apartment blah blah, blah. but the pay we got for what we did shady shady Damn. I was like pennies no but what happens is is so you're in quarantine for two weeks um and just an apartment by yourself I had someone come give me a COVID test every like two three days and the first guy who gave me a COVID test so hot I, I mean given I have not seen anybody at this point I was about to offer him and I was like do you want me to make you a bagel like I was like oh he was fine 
I could hear on the phone when he's like, hey, I'm coming in. I was like, bitch, you're going to be staying. Like, I know you're driving. <laughs> Anyways, um, so it was two weeks there. Then I got, I moved out of that apartment. Then I got picked up with another chauffeur on my chaperone, went to the studio. And then we got moved to another hotel or sorry, apartment complex. Um, and then I, that's where I waited for over three weeks. And I just did school before I was waiting. I was doing Zoom calls. Oh, by the way, they take away your phone and your laptop when I was in my two-week quarantine period by myself because they don't want you on dating apps or whatever <laughs> um, to, like, find out. Because you can see, like, people who are nearby, oh. you know? So it's like, oh. oh, Jessica from America is a mile away. Oh, Jessica, what are you here for? Work. Mm. Oh, I go in the circle. I see Jessica. Jessica's real, you know? Um, even though I do have tea, mm-hmm. I did know Tara Leisha was on the show um, when I got home. Oh. I'll tell you that. Why? Um, I got picked up. I got, no, I got picked up by my, uh, uh, the guy like who drove me to the airport. He's like, oh, what are you in town for? And I was like, oh, like, I'm just here for work. Cause like we had code names going in. They don't use your real name. So my name was David Campbell, like DC <laughs> for the initials. Cause my name is Oh my God. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. Here for work. And he's like, oh, like. I picked up a girl, like she was like this beautiful, like black woman, like from Texas, she's vegan. She's a singer songwriter. And my ass is like, and he's like, I took her from the airport cause the airport we flew out of was Heathrow. And we got driven to Manchester, which is three hours away from each other. Um, and they do that so people don't run into each other at the airport. So that I have to like schedule where you get flown out of. And I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, she came in here two days ago. I'm dropping her off at a similar location to you. I was like, oh, like maybe I know her. Like what's like, what's her name? He's like, oh, I'll look at her name on the reservation. And I was like, okay. And then he looks up, he pulls up and he's like, oh, her name's Terlisha Goodwin Pierce. And I was like, oh, interesting. And I'm texting my brother shitting. I'm like, Michael, oh my, it's like two in the morning. I'm like, I know someone who's on season two. Like, what do I do? Do I tell the people? (laughs) Um, Come to find out, I looked her up on Instagram after I finished filming season three. And I was like, oh my God, like, cause someone from Netflix follows everybody from the cast so they can watch our socials to see if we expose anything. And I saw that she was following Terlisha and I literally DM'd her and I was like, oh, hey babes, um, weird story, but like, hope you're doing well. Like I had a similar driver as you like a few months ago, uh, but hope you're doing good. And she never responded, but we did talk after both of our shows. Got <laughs> she out. didn't respond? That's Damn. crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was crazy. Oh, yeah, no. So how school worked is I just did it. They take away your phone and your laptop. So I was doing midterms on a Samsung, a 2014 Samsung. <laughs> um, can't make that shit up. Imagine writing a four page essay on that bitch. It was rough. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then, but when I got into like my hiding with my chaperone, they gave me my laptop and my phone back, but it had to be supervised. Um, but I just did school and then I let them know. I told them when I found out, I was like, Hey, I just got told I'm going, we're starting to film tomorrow. I'm going to be gone from two weeks from this date. And they were like, okay. Cause I already let them know ahead of time. Um, so yeah, they were very like, I was very lucky COVID like COVID is the worst thing that has ever happened to a lot of people, but like, it literally changed my life. Like, cause I wouldn't have done the show. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Like there's just so many things that like came out of like COVID, which is like nuts. So I don't know. It was cause if we didn't have online school, I would have had to drop all my classes. I would have had to, I couldn't have done it. So me doing it online, it was very easy. Cause I was like, I can catch up. I can see the lessons. I can do the work. I can do blah, blah, blah. It was insane. It was nuts. No, that's crazy. Because I feel like that would be my main concern and also Laith's main concern because it's like we're college students. So going in, it's like, how do we juggle that being on like actual TV? You know what I mean? That's why I feel like Big Brother is more realistic for like Laith and I just because it's over the summer. But I feel like that's like college, like, like us 
in school, that's like probably our main concern. But um, go, so when you first get into the circle, like what's going through your head and what are the first things you do to like set yourself up for like this game? So it's so funny. And I always said this going on a show. I was like the best, the easiest way to win is if you're malleable. Like that is just how it works. Like the more you're able to change with the game, the better you are. So I went in and I had my strategy and I was like, I'm going to be cutthroat. I'm going to backstab, whatever. Boom, 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 boom. And then you get into the game and you only have one to two chats a day. Like that's all you get. You request your chats. You might get them. You might not. And so I soon realized I'm like, why would I backstab my number one ally in this game when they are rating me number one the whole entire time? Yep. I was like, it doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. And I was like, so that's kind of immediately I like came into the game and I'm like, okay, we have to shift because I was like, this doesn't make sense. I'm not going to block Roxana just to be like, you know, it's a, it's a, it crazy, sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it would be very dumb. And I mean, again, we look at James's game and it was very dumb. Why are you blocking me? Why are you blocking yeah. Jack and two people a part of your alliance? Like, it's not making any sense. Um, and so that's kind of like my game going in. And as I was like, find the mom, cause I know I can connect with her, try to get in with the popular people, like keep the guys in because I knew like, that's why I rated uh, Nick and Calvin so high at the beginning as I was like, there was three guys and five girls. So I always knew there was a girl catfishing. Cause I was like, there's no way they're going to put an odd amount. Like right. I was just like statistically. Not. So when I saw three guys and five, four girls, I was like, Oh, like we, I already know what's or five girls, whatever it was. I was like, Oh yeah, I know what's going on here. Um, and so I was like, keep the guys safe get in this guy's alliance because we'll keep each other together because we don't want the girls to outnumber us. Um, and then I really just started like, I really was like, oh no, everybody I'm with, I'm like, I know they have, I like, I believe them. And I was right. I was like, I know Kay will always keep me. I know um, Roxana will keep me. Like I just, all, Calvin, I just was like, wow. Like, and I didn't expect that because like you go into a game and you're like, it's cutthroat, it's fight. Don't trust these bitches. But I was like, I think it's because I did play innocent and I played young Right. that like no one wanted to do me dirty. No one looked at me being like, I want to stab Daniel in the back. Like he's young, he's cute. He's this. So like my just game changed because I was like, okay, like trust these people, get the numbers. And that's why I made my Alliance at the end. I made the Viva La Revolution. I said, we have the numbers. Like this is, I literally played my game perfectly. Wouldn't have changed anything about it because I was like nope like if I made it past my blocking everybody in the cast knows I would have won by a landslide a landslide I I agree if, like yeah it was if Kay did if Jackie didn't change her rating of Nick it would have been Kay and James as influencers they would have gotten rid of Nick because that's what I told them to do in our chat um and then next influencers would have been James and myself I would have gotten rid of Ashley and so who was it? Isabella would have rated me first. Kay would have rated me first. Jackie would have rated me second. And James would have rated me second or third. And so it would have been like a landslide sweep if Jackie wow. just followed the plan. And Jackie did not follow the plan. She did not. Crumbling down. So I have no regrets. It's so interesting to hear you talk so like analytically like that because I feel like when you look at a show like Big Brother or Survivor, for example, you can look at those votes specifically and see exactly how they impacted the game. But then a show like The Circle, it's kind of hard for a viewer unless you were to like pause and like decompress like what really happened and really how did because you don't even really see exactly who rated what people at each spot. So yeah. as a viewer, you're kind of left in the dark. I kind of wish that's what I wish The Circle would change. Like I wish they would they could publish that somewhere, like how we could see that because it makes so much more sense to the viewer because it's kind of confusing. I feel like it's like a lot more produced. So to hear you say that is just giving me a whole other perspective, and it's so interesting to hear that. So. 
do you guys explicitly talk in your chats like we're ranking this person this spot and this we're gonna block this person or how does that work so there's like a rule book right they sent us over a rule book of like kind of do's and don'ts of what you can in the show um we don't really talk about like outside life of like casting right like it's very these are short like kind of short conversations right like this right. isn't like you're chatting with lasties right and like naively I kind of like thought that like it's very weird like I kind of was like oh like we're going to be able to talk whatever we want to you know and like we won't have necessarily a time limit you know but I knew we weren't going to get every chat every day um but like you can't kind of say how you're going to rate someone but you can say who you should go after you can it's like a loophole you can work around it of like blah 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 is a threat we need to watch out for them like Rixon and I the night she got blocked we talked and like, it was my favorite conversation because it was so like, I was not worried. What am I saying? What is she saying? Like, we were saying who we fucking hated, who we were. We're like, we know Jackson's a catfish. Nick is the glue. We need to get rid of Nick. And I was like, oh yeah, like I would, like I was going to get rid of Nick the night I became influencer. Like he was my number one target, like easy. And then he obviously became influencer. I was like, fuck this guy. Ah! Um, <laughs> and then I hated him ever since or even before then um and so that was just like rough. but so yeah you kind of like just work around it it's just like you say who you should go after who you trust and who you don't trust so it's kind of like a nod of like we don't trust this person but you don't spe- you can't specifically say rate this person fifth rate this person first blah 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 but I agree with you like as a viewer you don't know where it went wrong you don't know how did this person get last how did this person get blah 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 but like when you're in it and at the end like I'm able to talk to everybody how did you rate who did you rate what did Mm -hmm. you what was your thinking here what happened blah blah blah. like there's so much that goes behind the scenes that like viewers don't know about um so it's interesting that's why I wish they had an all-star season because if they ever do an all-star season of the circle it would be so interesting to play with players who have played the game who know how the game works who know how chats work who knows how ratings work how twists works like i think it would be so like just i think it'd be insane it would be absolutely just like fucking bonkers so you would come back we all are i fight every day i'm like yeah what i mean how could you turn down all stars like if they said hey we Mm -hmm. want you on how are you going to be like no yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. I would. I would. I want. I think one hundred percent. I would. I would thousand percent do it. And I literally DM the head of um, Unscripted at Netflix. He's a great guy. I love him. Um, and I literally just sent him a voice memo because we talk. And I'm like, so let me tell you what All Stars should be. And I did. He's like, this voice memo was so iconic. I did. I think All Stars it should be everybody's a catfish. I think the circle should choose who you are as a catfish. So there's no pre gaming going on. True. Because imagine like. Imagine you bring in like besties together or whatever. Like imagine if I was on in Roxana, but I didn't like who Roxana was playing or I didn't trust her and I block Roxana and Roxana comes to my room and I'm like, oh, like you were my bestie or like, or like you have Savannah and Terlisha on, but they end up being like best friends, but like they don't really know it's Savannah and Terlisha. Like, I think it's another social experiment that would be so interesting. Like, will allies from past seasons still be allies? Will like villains from last season still be villains? Like, what is it going to be? And I think it is just like, I think it'd be such a cool No, that's actually insane. amazing. Exactly how you described it. Like, that is perfect. Everyone comes in, everyone comes in as a catfish, so there's an equal playing field. You know what I mean? And it's kind of just, who who is the better catfish at that point? But I feel like there's a huge, I feel like there's a huge debate because I feel like when people first get into the circle, they're most worried about, 
let's get out all the catfishes. Like, is that how it really is? Or is that how the game should be played? Or if you do trust someone, should you keep them even if you think that they're a catfish? I, it's, it depends on who you ask, right? So when Kay, she played, she wanted the catfish because she thought if you're a catfish, you're not genuine. I didn't give a fuck. You could be whoever you wanted to be. As long as you were rating me high, I did not care. Of course I come in. Of course I come in with that strategy and my alliance is all real people. I was never alive <laughs> to someone who wasn't real. And I was like, what the fuck? Um, no, you shouldn't. Like, genuinely, you shouldn't care. It's a game about popularity, right? And that's just what it is. Like, and I said this, Matt played a phenomenal game as a catfish because Matt was literally himself. Like, mm-hmm. and I always said this, if I played as my best friend, Allie, I would have said everything I said. There wouldn't have been one thing I fucking changed. I would have just had Allie. And again, I think as like gay men, it's kind of easier for us to like play women mm-hmm. or like whatever, just because I agree. Of, like, how we talk, how we are, whatever. And so that's why I tell Matt all the time. I'm like, no, like your catfish was easy because like, it was literally like just you, but like a girl, you know? And, right. Like, but that's the way to go. Ashley was who Ashley was. Like Ashley is Matt. Like Matt didn't per, like pretend to have this persona, this little thing. No, Matt was Matt. Just use Ashley's photos. So I don't think it matters. I don't think it cares. I don't think like, that's why we look at this past season with Brew. Brew did not care. Brew was like, I know Mama Carol is probably fake, but hey, I have a connection with Mama Carol, whatever. Mm-hmm. Where Brew went wrong is that no one else trusted her. And so a lot of this game, and I will die on this hill, it's not even about being real. It's about optics. It's about perception. How people perceive you is how it freaking is. With Mama Michelle, girl, I believe you that you don't like your dogs kissing you on your mouth. I know, that's a I huge thing. <laughs> but you have two dogs in your photo. It is day one. People are already suspicious if you're real or not. Like, just say yes. Right. And no one would have blinked an eye. You know what I mean? Like, do I have my dog make out with me on my mouth? No, but I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say no. Like, that's just like, you know, oh, even that one question where it's like, would you rather marry for money or looks? I'm like, whoever says they're trying to win for money, bitch, I know what you're coming in here to do. They're stupid. Even though we all are here for money, we all are here to win. We're all here for the title. It just all depends on how we perceive you. And like, that's where people vary in the game where I'm like guys it doesn't matter like you can be real you can be fake whatever but as long as you're gonna rate me high and as long as you're perceived well we're good period love that you're so good at explaining things like you're very like analytic or I don't even know if I said right I I, well I you you have to think I've seen every season of Big Brother Big Brother USA I've seen every season of like Survivor like I am like such a reality fan like it's like Reality has been my dream since I was like 14. You know what I mean? Challenge like, oh, I know you, Ms. Ms. Goal says, I love all your TikToks where it's like, oh, I just love all of them. Very <laughs> so it's so good. Um, but no, like that's how, that's why I was like, I'm not going to let them know I'm strategic. I'm not going to let them know I'm a fan. I'm going to come in young and dumb and I don't know what I'm doing, but it's like, oh my God, I, I've watched more reality TV than everybody in that show combined. You know, like that's why I was like, I have my plan. I know what I need to do to get to where I am. Like, and no one's going to expect it. No, that's why I say I would literally, your character was literally me. Like that, like how you played was exactly how I would. And that's why I loved you so much. Cause I'm like, I could genuinely see me being Daniel. Cause we're both fans. We both know how this game works, you know, very strategic, but right. oh, I love it. Um, but my next question. So sometimes on the circle, like actually like every season two people come in as one person so on your season Ava came in at uh, Ava brought Chanel with her into the circle like do you have that option to bring in an extra person with you or like how does that work 
it's kind of just goes back to casting. It's like, if like, let's say my casting producer was like, Hey, I kind of want to pitch you with your brother or with your best friend. I think that's kind of how it works. Fun fact about mm-hmm. Ava and Chanel, Chanel actually made it to finals and flew out season one and never made it on. She literally flew out to UK. And so she was one of those people in season one where she was like almost on the show, but she didn't make it on the show. Oh. Like she was in the UK in an apartment didn't get put on. So I never really asked Janelle, and I kind of want to, if she applied again and they thought, hey, let's use your sister from Top Model, let's use her photos and let's pitch you like that. That's kind of how it works. It's kind of just more of a like, our casting producers are like, what do we think is best to pitch to Netflix that they'll take? And I feel like that's like, for me, I wanted to go in as my best friend Allie. um, And then my producer was like, no, like I think your personality is good enough just to stand alone for you to be yourself. Um, So that's kind of, I think like, how it works. I mean, even then there's people who catfish like uh, Rachel from my season. She literally did not know who she was going into catfishing when she flew out to LA. Cause every guy she used, he wasn't passing the social media check or he wasn't passing this or he wasn't passing that. She literally flew out to the UK, not knowing who she was going to be. That's crazy. And like, yeah. So it was, it was nuts for her. And so like, again, it really is just like, what do they think is going to be best for strategy and best for TV and using that. And that's why I say for anybody applying who wants to be on the circle, give them something they've never seen before. Give them a job, give them a catfish, give them something where it's like completely freaking different. Cause like, that's what they want to see. They want to see something new, something fun. I mean, cause like I said, I think I think something needs to change about the circle because I feel like we've seen the same things over and over again and I need more from It's kind of getting stale. Uh, yeah. I feel like they yeah. cast the same archetypes every single season. I think me and Champion were having this conversation where it's like, I feel like season four was like, I already had seen it before. Like, I didn't feel like I was like, I like, it didn't feel like there was anything that like was shocking. The ending was predictable. There was no strategy that we could see that was evident on screen. Obviously, there was probably some strategy, but it was just like, it was lacking. I, I completely agree with you. There needs to be a change. Because from the viewer's perspective, especially the viewers that are watching for the strategy, it feels super stale. Listen, season four was literally season one. Like, it was just like, again, you have like, it really was just like, in season one, like, I understand why people love it. It was like cute because of the concept, you know? But it was like, even just the archetype, just the characters itself, I'm like, that was that person and that person was a mixture of this person. And it's like, I, yeah. I did not like the little Spice Girls twist because I was like, I don't care if they get $50,000 more. Why are we spending four episodes to find out if they get it? Because number one, they exposed it in the preview. So I was like... Oh, they did? I didn't even was, catch on to that. <laughs> like in the trailer, like they said $150,000. Oh. And it was like, I don't care. Like vote somebody off. Like, I don't care if they get yeah. $50,000. Like have someone get booted, have this happen, have this twist happen. But it was just like, I love the people on the season. I think they're really cute, really genuine. Um, but it was just like, in terms of reality TV competition, I was like, it wasn't, it just didn't give, it felt very season one. I was like, eh, like whatever, like Mm -hmm. move on, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. Yeah. But I heard season five is going to be really good. So I'm excited for that. Season five is going to come with the twist. It's going to come with the turns. It's going to, that's what I've been, that's what I've heard through the the circle grapevine. So do you know when that's going to air? Like, is it going to air? Well, probably not soon. Probably not anytime soon. Probably like fall time. Yeah. Probably when my season came out. So probably like, I mean, given we did not know our show was coming out as a person who was on it, they told us literally a month before, like a little, a month and a week before it was like literally August, like fifth or sixth. And I've gone on a zoom call and they're like, Oh yeah, we're doing previews in a week and a half. 
and then we're doing cast reveal in two weeks and then your show's coming out September 8th and I was like bitch it's August 6th and I'm working at Disney hello so season five has no idea when it's coming out I know that for a fact but I'm guessing if they follow the same timeline season three kind of came out around or season four came out when season two came out so I'm guessing season five is going to come out when season three came out so I'm guessing probably in like six seven months probably I want to say gotcha perfect so in your season there was like drama early on and this is oh my favorite twist ever was the cloning twist and I feel like out of everyone like I watched this back and you were the one that was really really hesitant and you were like I think blue Michelle is the real Michelle and you like you out of everyone so like how did you have that gut feeling and why did you choose to save orange mistake Michelle instead? Oh, love this question because everybody always fucking asks it. Um, because like, as a, if you don't watch reality TV, you kind of like don't understand why I did what I did. Um, but to answer your first part of your question, I always, I was the only one who knew it was her, the only one. And I was like, I will die on that hell. At first, when they first came up, Orange Michelle was a little bit shady. They didn't show this, but Orange Michelle was like, I hope this is a good thing. Like, I don't know what this is. And I'm like, what is like, why? Orange Michelle, queen, like, you know, this is not good. Like, this is not looking good. <laughs> uh, and so at first I was shady. I was like, Blue Michelle, like, was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't understand. So at first I was like, Blue Michelle's kind of winning. Um, but then I had my private chat with Orange Michelle and I asked her a question and I don't think they showed this. It's been a minute since I watched it, but we had the discussion where I was like, oh, what was your favorite alcoholic drink again? Like, I remember it was like my own because I was like, we had that conversation the day prior of what is our favorite alcoholic right. drink. And Mama Michelle said a pina colada and mine's a virgin pina colada. And she says, oh, well, she was like, it's a virgin. It's a pina colada because it reminds me of the beach verbatim what she said the day before. Yeah. And Mama Michelle said, she's like, you're very smart. Like, I know what you did there. Like you were testing me. Um, and then even then during the questions, uh, during the Mama Michelle game, everything Mama Michelle or the real one was saying, hey, I was like, yep, yep, yep. And I pretended to do this thing where I was like a wrestler girl where I was like, round one goes to Orange Michelle. And they never showed it, which I was like, damn, my body was looking good. Um, but it was just like, it was real and it was authentic. And it was like, everything made sense. Like she said she was poor on that vacation with the horseback ride. And she said she got her dress from Goodwill. Again, corroborating the story that she was poor. Like there was more detail. The other bitch said it was her prom dress. And I was like, where's the corsage? Like, where's the this? Where's the that? Like there, it was, there were so many loopholes. And I think everybody was just so dead set on it. So I always knew she was real. Um, the reason why I voted for Blue Michelle is because when I was in the guys chat with um, Calvin and Nick, Nick and I were on the same thing. Oh, this is the main thing. I always forgot this. Why I knew Orange Michelle was real is because in one of her pictures, her shirt, it had the C for Clemson, Clemson. Tiger. And I said this, I said, her shirt has Clemson on it and you could barely see it. But like my family's big in football. I knew it. I was like, whichever Michelle brings up this Clemson shirt is the real one. And orange Michelle did it. She says, I'm wearing a Clemson shirt. Like she knew she gave detail. And I was like, and it was no doubt in my mind. I was like, she's the real one. Like I can tell. Cause it was small that if you knew it, you knew it, but if you didn't, you didn't. Right. Um, 
And so Nick and I brought that up to Calvin. We're like, she's real. She brought up the Clemson jersey. I'm like, yes, Nick. Like, I, she's fucking real. I know she's. And Calvin is like, no, but that photo isn't from 2000 and blah, blah, blah. And this and that and the other thing. And like, he's like, she's not real. And then Nick's like, let's bring in Blue Michelle. And I'm like, why the fuck are we bringing in Blue Michelle? We don't think she's real. Like, what? And I was like, I guess so. Blue Michelle comes in. We all are fake to her. Blue Michelle is like, oh, Daniel, you remind me of my son. And like, it was at that moment where like Nick is converting to Blue Michelle. And I was like, at the end of the day, like I said, I know Blue Michelle isn't real, but Blue Michelle doesn't know that. Blue Michelle thinks I look at her as a mother. Blue Michelle is saying she views me as a son. She has to play into that, right? She has to believe what I'm telling her and I have to believe what she's telling her. And so I said, Daniel, you could do this. You can stick out your neck for Orange Michelle, who you know is real, and be the only fucker in this place to vote for her and ostracize yourself from the group, or you go with the group and don't ruffle any feathers. So everybody's like, how could you betray Blue Michelle or Orange Michelle? Like, that is so rude. How could you? And I said, guys, I am the youngest person to ever come on the circle. I'm the youngest person. I'm already on the outside. Like, I'm already on the back. I can't connect with these people like everybody else can connect, right? With life, with whatever. Why would I then do something to further ostracize myself from the group because guess what Mm -hmm. next time i'm an easy target well guess what guys daniel was the only one who wasn't in with us why don't we just throw a vote for him like he's everybody else is on the same page with daniel it's dumb so for everybody watching it i literally and this sounds so rude of me but it's just like so many people have tried to bash me for it i'm like babes there is a reason i am on the show and there's a reason you're watching because i have strategy like no because no because some people are so nasty and so rude and, you dumb bitch you you're so fake and blah 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 listen i if it was a cut through throw move i would have owned it i would have said bye bye orange michelle even though you're no it was literally to save my ass in the game and guess what blue michelle Abe and Chanel, they were like, oh, we loved you. We trusted you. We always rated you high. We were never going to put you anywhere. This, that, the other thing. So again, it would have been so dumb for me because I knew I was the only vote. I knew Kay wasn't going to vote for her. I knew Ashley wasn't. I knew Roxana wasn't because of the group chat we were in. Kay literally was like, Orange Michelle, I don't think you're real. Like she literally was like, avid about it and then I knew Calvin wasn't going to vote for her I knew Nick was then not going to vote for her so why that and I was just in an alliance group chat with Calvin Nick and Mama Michelle so why after I just told them I believed you Blue Michelle I never doubted you for a minute (laughs) blah 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 me saying we're blocking that bitch it it was so dumb and so for everybody watching I'm like if you just think one step ahead you'll understand why it makes sense so that's my team I was gonna say I'm kind of upset you didn't lean into it a little bit more. Like you said, I kind of wish you were like bye bye, real Michelle. Like I kind of that would have been a little bit better TV in my opinion. I wish we could have seen that villain that you were talking about. People would have killed. People would have been like burn the bitch at the stake. Like you know what I mean. But and at the end of the day, and I yeah. also knew, I always said this. I said if we wake up tomorrow morning and have a goodbye message, I was like then we actually blocked the fake Michelle. But immediately when we woke up that day and we went into the news feed and there was no video, I was like, we got rid of the real Michelle because mm-hmm. there was no way they were going to show us the real Michelle's blocked yep. video. Like, again, someone who watches reality TV and knows it, like, from a production standpoint, from a game standpoint, of course they're not going to show us because then we would have been like, 
who the fuck is this bitch that we just kept in? Right. So yeah. immediately I was like, oh, I always knew she was fake. I always know, blah, blah, blah. And it was good to keep her in because it was another target that wasn't on my back. Blue Michelle was always going to have that, like, do we trust her? Do we not? Is she really a mother? Is she really not? Like, people just believe what they want to believe and think I did X, Y, Z for reasons. I was like, no, like, I would have admitted to it, but it would have been dumb gameplay if I was the only one saying... Orange Michelle, I believe you. It gave me nothing. It gave us literally nothing at mm. all. And we all voted. It was unanimous. The fans make it seem like I was the deciding factor. <laughs> no, you weren't. And I was like, bang. No one believed her. No one. It was, it was done. <laughs> so. <Stop. laughs> No, no, it was a game move, 100%. And that's exactly what I thought your strategy was. Because if you were the only person to vote, uh, well, uh, I'm forgetting which Michelle was. No, no, Blue Michelle. Yeah, if I was the only one to blow out, if I was the only one to vote out Blue Michelle, it would have looked changed. And, and you would have been the next mm -hmm. target and you would have been voted out next. So why would you do that to yourself? It, it doesn't make sense. If you know the majority is going with one person, it's better at that point to stay with the majority because it was unanimous. So you did make the right move. But I feel like out of everyone, you knew Blue Michelle was the real Michelle. So you had like perfect reading on the game. Again, and I knew who all the cap, and it's so surprising. Like, I did not care if you were a catfish or not, but I knew who all the catfish were. I was the only one who knew Ashley also was a catfish. Um, and I knew that because Ashley kept changing sexuality. She literally went from being gay to then being straight. And I was like, well, that, that's not how it works. Like, that's what? not, that's, that's a little, I was like, don't get what? me wrong. I think sexuality is fluid. Like, you do what you got to do, babes. But I was like, is it fluid in like a day, like the one day in the game? Wait, how like, did that oh, come this out? A, this is a little. How, why, why did she say because... she was straight? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Well, it was. It was, like, <laughs> it was, it was you know, right. It doesn't make sense. She has the game uh, heart uh, emoji in her bio. And then Nick comes into the guy's group chat and Nick's like, who do we guys like? <laughs> you know, being very straight man like. Um, and then he's like, oh, like, I think Ashley's so odd and Ashley's so sick. Uh, and then on TV, you see me being like, does he not know she's gay? Like, right. And my producer, because we, we have voices of God who help us through the game. So they like are the ones who are like, oh, Daniel, no, it's circle message, not like message circle kind of. And my producer like, Daniel, like, do you not want to tell him like that she's gay? I was like, oh, no, let him embarrass himself on worldwide television. <laughs> I was like, period, go after her. Okay, I got to do it. Um, and then I found out Ashley was like hitting on Nick. And I was like, that's, that's not, that's, that's a little funny. And then like, what is going on? And so I was like, oh no, Ashley's not real. And Ashley changed her tune. After Ashley became influencer, she was kind of a cocky bitch. And I was like, this isn't my Ashley. I was like, I don't know who this bitch is. Um, so yeah, and I knew Isabella, but it was like, I don't know. I just didn't care. Like I look at it like this when I went into the circle and anybody who watches it, if you get on future seasons, always look at it saying, do I actually see this person standing in an apartment right now going through this whole process? And really, if you look at a lot of the catfish, um, anyway, if you look at it, if you look at, do I really see that person standing in the apartment playing the game that they've seen the show that they like the show? If you look at everybody who was catfish, most of the times, most of the time you can be like, no, I don't see that. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I didn't see, I didn't see Jackson from my season standing in that apartment playing the game. Didn't see it. Ashley was a bit more believable. And at first I thought she was real. I loved her profile. I loved her bio. Like I loved it. And then there was just inconsistencies there with Isabella. It was the same thing. I was like, I don't see Isabella standing in that apartment mm -hmm. 
really playing the game. And so I think like a lot of times people have to look at that. A lot of like, it really just makes sense. Like, do I see them applying for a reality television show, flying out to the UK, doing everything it takes to get on the show? And a lot of times, like even then from this past season, um, what was the kid's name? The straight guy? Nathan. It was Alex Playton. Nathan. Nathan, thank you. Did I really see Nathan, this frat boy, on a reality Netflix television show, like saying the things he was saying? Like, no, like I would just, I, I, I didn't. And I feel like that's a lot of ways how you can sniff out who's a catfish and who's not. That's so smart. And and Nick okay. thinking, Nick thinking okay. Ashley was like straight was so fucking funny. I was like, she had the rainbow heart emoji. I was like, boy, are you dumb? <laughs> no, it was bad. I was like, you're, and then finding out he's from MIT, like at the end of the day, like when we finished like, the show, I was like, MIT's taking back their freaking, their, their acceptance. Like they're, it's not good, but I don't know. Nick, I don't, I don't think a co- controversial opinion to Reddit, but I don't think Nick had a good game at all, but that's a whole Controversial game. to Reddit, stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to Reddit and Twitter. <laughs> oh. So you mentioned the voice of God. Um, coming into your voice. One thing I'm curious about is you guys all see Michelle. Everybody's like, oh my God, Michelle. I was so confused the first time I watched. I think because season two was the first season I watched because I tried to watch season one and I didn't like it. So I stopped watching, but then I watched season two. And then when they, <laughs> when they got to the end, everybody was like, Michelle, like Michelle. And I was like, how you, how do you guys know who this is? Like she, like she's, the, oh, she's the voice who we've had this whole time. So do you guys like, <laughs> like know who that is? Like who your host is? And do you guys have any, inter- I mean, obviously you don't have any interaction with her. But until the end, but um, do you love interaction with production? Um, do you know who Michelle is? Do they talk about Michelle? What's that like? Yeah, so actually, like throughout the whole game, we never reference who Michelle um, is at all. But we, I mean, given season one, obviously didn't know that was the host. Um, but obviously, season two, three, four, five knows it's the host. But we never hear her, we never see her until like the end, obviously, when you're um, in the final and they're like, hey, it's Michelle, like blah, blah. But our like voices of God, they're like our producer. So you have a nighttime, a daytime producer and a nighttime producer. Um, mine were Frankie and Pat. Frankie was my morning gal. She would always wake me up. She's like, good morning, Daniel. Like time to like change your mind, pass your mic. And I'm like, good morning. <laughs> and then my nighttime producer, Pat, Pat would give it to me. Pat was this gay guy from the UK. Homeboy clocked my shit so many times. Hope he's doing well. Love him. Um, but so yeah, they're the ones who help you out through the game. So they're the ones who like, are like oh like just like they help you out like oh to like you need to say it this way because you know there's kind of like the stereotypical sayings like circle message blah blah send um and also i don't know whatever i hope i don't get clocked for this on netflix but how it like works is people think like we speak to the screen in one sentence and go and that is like not how it works it literally is we say a message we read it out loud and then we're like talking to ourselves out loud we're like okay um i think i want to say uh like, hey, good morning, everybody. Um, that was a really crazy blocking last night. Really excited that I'm still here. And then it's like, do I want to bring up that, like, I feel bad for Michelle? And then you're like, ah, let's put it in. Um, can you put, like, I'm so sorry, Mama Michelle left. Like, hashtag justice for Mama Michelle. And so then we go through it, we edit it, and then we read it from the top. So it is already fully written out for us. And then your producer's like, okay, say it from the top whenever you're ready. And then you say circle message and you read it off like a script. So people think we do that like off the top of our heads, like and do these messages, emojis, these hashtags. No, like we're talking to our producers, we're talking about like strategy. Should I say this? Should I not say that? When to send it? When not to? So it's like, 
yeah, that's how it works. So our voice of gods, that's like, we hear them. They just come on whenever. It's like really cool and chill. So yeah, I loved it. That's so funny to me because I just, I never, I mean, I always, I could think of that because I was like, there's no damn way that somebody's behind this screen typing so fast as these people are talking. But I guess most people wouldn't really question that. But I was like, they really got some good voice activation. Damn. Like, well, you have, you have multiple people doing it. So you have one person who switches the screen. So that's like when they're like, hey, circle, take me to the newsfeed. You have one person that switches your screens. You have one person who types out everything and does the emojis. And then you have like another person who focuses on the camera. So for one contestant, you have about three to four producers that are like just dealing with your shit. And I moved around a lot. So bitch, my guy was taking care of the cameras. I have his name written in my notebook. I think his name was Joe. He was really sweet. Um, I hope he quit smoking though. He told me if I won, he would quit smoking. So I really tried to win. You really let him down. Damn. I know I I did. I I really, when I got blocked, I was like, I feel so bad. Like Joe is not going to quit smoking. Um, but yeah, no, you have a lot of people like working for you, but you only have like one major, um, nighttime producer daytime producer and they have one day off a week where they don't have to come in and so they usually have another producer like step in so my final night my nighttime producer pat that was his day off um i had dan or daniel it was like my name and i was like oh bitch it's my name he was so sweet so nice so caring towards me and when i got blocked i hope he's doing well he sounded attractive so i hope he sounded well. attractive stuff no but what you're what you just told us is really good information from like a viewer's perspective because it's like we don't get to really see that behind the scenes actions like you know what I mean and like yeah just like Lath said I'm like there's no way you're typing this out and like everything is so perfect all the hashtags are there all the emojis are there so no that's actually really really good information that you told us yeah there's there's a lot of times where like I would have a message written out I'm like oh no delete it like exit it Uh, I think it was really cool they showed Brew kind of do it this season though at the beginning when he's doing his bio he was talking out loud and saying no 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 like get rid of that like so that kind of was like a nice little in look of like really what it's like it isn't a one and go like there's times where it could be a message I'm like ah fuck it like delete like that whole sentence or like maybe I don't want to say that or maybe I do like because here's every the thing is and i'll say this to anybody on the show every message you send it like matters for me roxana and i's relationship changed when she dropped her full body picture and i said something about it i was like oh my god like stunning beautiful amazing never before seen whatever i said um and she said one message to me and she was like oh thank you my dear she was like just so you know and she said this in front of everybody she was like as long like you will always like be safe as long as like I'm in this game. Like I will always take care of you if I'm in this game. Like she said that to me. And from that one message on, she was my ride or die. Aww. There was no, just that one little sentence. It was like, I trusted her fully, completely. I never thought she was going to go against me. I never thought she was going to be strategic. So every message you send in that game can count. It can make or break it. It could be the difference between you getting blocked and you not get every message, every single message. That's why for me, I would always like, it has to be good. I don't know how many of these I'm going to get. I have to make them count. And it's like a really important thing in the game. Oh, and and when Ruxana got blocked, she went and saw you. So you could tell like it was a huge, genuine, genuine friendship. It was one of, it was like, if someone asked me like, what was my favorite moment in the game? It literally, it's like, I, you would think it would be becoming an influencer. It literally was like either the influencer or meeting Roxana because like to finally meet, like you have to think, even when I saw the profiles, when I entered the game, I had been in that casting process for seven months, right? It was from April to November or uh, like, yeah, right. 
So just to see people who went through what I did and then were here, it was crazy. But to finally meet someone and meet Roxana, where she's just like, will forever be the love of my life. Um, to like meet her and just to be like, to like hold someone that's like, been what you've been through is going through what you're going through. Like, it is like a feeling like no other. Um, and I literally was like upset. I was just beyond obsessed. I was like, I love it. So I, I, I don't even know if you said, what's your favorite moment? I don't, I could never give a full answer of whether it's an influencer or seeing Roxana, which it should be being an influencer, but like meeting Roxana was so special to me. And I like absolutely loved it. Stop. That's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Oh. Kind of change the topic. So another big twist, which I personally really liked is when they had the burner profile. I mean, obviously that gave a lot to Nick, like that gave him a lot of advantage. But when the burner profile came in as Vince, um, do you have any suspicion like as to, I mean, you probably thought he was real, but um, when it came out as Vince is a burner profile, did you have any suspicions as to who was behind the burner profile? Did you know it was Nick? Oh, I was, okay, this is so funny. Number one, fuck Vince. We don't know who he is. I still do not know who Vince is in real life. Like, we have never come out, like, which is terrifying because I talk so much shit on Vince, so much shit on Vince, <laughs> and I'm like, he's waiting for one day to see me in a dark alley in a fucking rumble, and, <laughs> and I need to find out who he is. Um, I, I just don't think I really put much thought into Vince. Like, it was at that point in the game where I was like, Again, I never really sought out if you were a catfish or not. I didn't care. I didn't sit down thinking about it. Um, I did think I, I thought I'm pretty positive. I like, yeah, I was like, oh, I think he's like real. Like he was saying some certain things um, when he was a burner profile and he left. I'm not kidding you. I thought he got COVID. <laughs> not kidding you. Because, because one day the profile was there and then we see it and it was blurred out. And I was like, oh my God, he got COVID. <laughs> I did because I was like oh my god because I was like he was only in the game for like three days and he was very like vocal like in the morning he was like I don't think he was like because I don't know if you guys know this we get therapists when we're in the game we get therapists whenever we want and I was like I don't think he was going through it. like he was talking a lot like did he die like did he have COVID <laughs> whatever come to find out it was a burner profile I will die on this hill I was convinced it was Ashley and let me tell the audience why and so here's the thing I looked at it like this and it's also because I didn't know how the game worked in my mind when I found out someone got a burner profile I thought they could choose who they were I thought they could choose their, where they live they could choose their occupation all of this so if you go in with that mindset I was like okay he says he's from Boston Massachusetts my dad's from Boston Massachusetts I have family up there I was like okay Boston Massachusetts I was like oh Ashley's from New York that's about hour, hour and a half train ride to Boston, Massachusetts, an area you can know fairly well. And I was like, and nobody else in circle is close there, knows anything near there. And when we were asking Vince questions, we were at like, someone was like, what streets do I go on? Where should I get drinks? Where should I go? And Vince had dates. So I was like, the only person that would know would be Ashley because Ashley knows Boston. You know, if you're from New York, from Boston, you know Makes the area. Sense. And my brain is like, if I'm a burner profile and I got it, I would have chosen a girl because I'm already in with the guys. I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I am already in a guy's alliance. I don't need that. So my brain thought you could choose where who you are. You can choose what gender you are. You can choose where you live, blah, blah, blah. So my brain is like, oh, it makes sense why it's Ashley. Ashley's a girl. Mm -hmm. Now she has a guy profile. She can get in with the guys. Great. Ashley's from New York. She's familiar with Boston, Massachusetts. It makes sense. Come to find out Vince was 
just like that was the profile they were going to use. That's what it was like, whatever. So looking back at it, it would have been more complex. Do I think I would have thought it was Nick? I mean, no, because like, really, like, how can you necessarily, oh, no. Yeah, I guess when Vince made Nick the fucking cape, you know what I said? <laughs> I did say that. I will say this. And Nick got me here. I said, there's no way Nick would be that fucking dumb to make himself a cake and be Vince. That's literally what my brain said. But I guess Nick did the reverse psychology and, yeah. and did it. But I'm also going to say this. I think, I don't think Nick used Vince good. I, I really don't think so. It wasn't, I don't think, I think he used it very poorly because he wanted, he used Vince to find out if Kay really liked him or not. Vince, aka Nick, went into that chat and said, hey, Kay. What are your thoughts on Nick? I really like him. He seems like a really chill dude. Why would you, if you really want to know an opinion about someone, I would have gone and be like, oh, hey, Kay, like, what's up? Like, I'm going to talk to her. And I've been like, what's your thoughts on Nick? Like, I really can't get a good read on him. And I'm hearing mixed signals about him. Then that leaves it open. Will Kay say she likes him? Will Kay say she doesn't like him? Allow Kay to feel comfortable enough with you to give her honest opinion about Nick. I agree. By by Nick being like, by Vince being like, oh, I like Nick. Nick seems really cool. I really <laughs> like him. Kay's not going to be like, no. Right. He's actually an yeah. athlete. And you'll just go back and tell him. It was dumb. I was like, it was just a waste for me. I feel like he could have done a lot more and he could have. I don't know. It just like, it wasn't, I don't know. I was really, I was not happy with how a wasted opportunity. I mean, it was. And I said this, why I don't like Nick's strategy is there's two types of players in the game. There's people who play to win and people who play to get to finale and Nick played to get to finale. Nick was not playing to win. Nick was influencer three times. He was way too popular. No one was ever going to vote your ass first right. to win. And I said that when, when Kay became influencer two times in a row, I said, she'll never win this game. Love Kay. If there was a bitch on that stage that I wanted to win, it was Kay all the way. No questions asked. But once you're influencer twice in a row at the beginning, you will always have that staple on your back being like, damn, like she's good. And I knew she was never going to win. So Nick being, Nick always told his alliance, vote me first. I'll make the decisions. I'll do this. I'll do that. Nick, finale has five people in it. So the other two people know you're really popular. Know that your ass is probably might get rated first. Your ass is getting rated last by I everybody. agree. Like it was just a very dumb, dumb strategy. He played to get to finale and that worked. He should have never expected to win ever. And when he got fifth, I literally laughed. I wish they showed it. I literally laughed on stage. I literally did. He got fifth and I laughed out because I hated Nick at that point. I was like, you're just no, like it's not. And I laughed and I was like, it's what? And I clapped. I was like, that's just like Shubham because in season one, he won influencer four times in a row. And as much as a likable guy he was, he was phenomenal. I'm like, at that final rating, no one's going to rate Shubham number one. I mean, he did get second, but I'm like, no one's going to rate Shubham number one because he's won four times in a row. They already know he's so popular. And I feel like that's a strategy yep. because yeah. is, is this a strategy? So when you get to that final rating, do people rate the most popular last and then kind of like the least popular yeah. first? Well, that's what I was going to do. So with Shubham's thing, the only reason why Shubham could have won his season is it was because it was like, it, it's because it was season one and True. it was like, there was no strategy. That's the thing, right? And that's kind of what we saw in season four though. Should Frank have ever won? No. I, and no. I'm going to say that like, 
strategically should he have won? I love Frank as a human being, and I think he played a good game. But like strategically wise, like no, like he would have never won if he was. What on about Yu Ling? Who did you want? Oh, I and I'll say this: I loved Amani. I thought Amani should have won. I think Amani had great mm -hmm. strategy. I was rooting for Amani. Like I was like to come in when you did to get this trust to make this connection loved her and she played a great game she never was influencer so she was never popular too popular but she was never not popular um but no like i said the only way i would have backstabbed in my season and i said this and they never aired it and i was like if i make it to finale with roxana and roxana is really popular i, I will vote her last period i would have done that the is the thing. only cut out that is the only cutthroat thing I would have done. I would have never blocked her because it would have been dumb. I would have never blocked Kay. It would have been dumb. They're my people. They're like my alliance. Mm -hmm. I would have never blocked Calvin. But at final rating, oh, I would have rated. But here's the thing. Roxana would have rated me first. I would have rated her last if I thought she was going to win. But that's what I would have done. If I, like I said, if the finale worked out the way I wanted it to, if it was me, James, Jackie, Kay, and myself, or an Isabella, I would have rated Isabella first. No, no, no. Yeah, I would have rated Isabella first because she had no one in the alliance. Then I would have rated Jackie because Jackie came right. in last. Then I would have rated James. And then I would have rated Kay. And so that's why, because Kay was really popular, I would have put Kay last. Like, that's what I would have mm -hmm. done. That was like easy, no-brainer what I would have done. So to your point that you talked about earlier about how you didn't want to be perceived as too big of a threat, were you trying intentionally not to get that top rating in the beginning so that you wouldn't have that that target on your back or was it just like it happened to work out that way where you didn't have that target on your back from the influencer ratings it literally i want to be like i did that no and like in a way i did but in a way like i did it like i knew going in i really thought i was getting last the first rating i really did wow. um again again but here everybody thinks that you know when you're in the game like again but i came in i'm 20 i, I just freshly turned 20 like I, we started filming in november i just turned august 31st 20 years old right People are drinking, having sex, relationships, this, that, the other thing. My ass is over here like I'm a virgin. I've never had my first kiss. I've never been in a relationship. Daniel, that's this, literally that, me. No, exactly. And like, that's why like, and so I looked at it and Ashley's like, what's everybody's favorite alcoholic drink? I was like, fuck <laughs> this bitch. I was like, I don't drink. You know what I mean? And that's why I'm like virgin pina colada because I'm a virgin and I'm basic. Um, and so, no, when I came in third, like I literally got emotional. Like I was, I remember sitting on the couch and I was like, I know my mom would be so proud of me because she knows how scared I was. Like the first rating is terrifying. And like, even just making it past the first blocking is so like, like it's such a breath of fresh air. Um, and so I was like, I, I knew I was never going to be number one week to week to week, just because of my age. I always knew that. So a part of it was, yes, a part of it, it was planned, right? But you really can never plan, are you going to be too popular or aren't you? You know what I mean? Because you don't know what chats you're going to get. You don't know who you're going to connect with. So there's only so much you can do. Oh, but was I making sure to play that middle line? 1000%. And I did it. Per that's why no one, that's why everybody would have rated me how they would in the end, because I wasn't getting influencer back to back to back to back. But I was like, third then i was fourth and then that was that terrible time i was seventh that was traumatic and then i was like second you know what i mean and then i was fifth so like i how you win the game in my personal opinion if you're playing on a strategic season is you aren't the least popular but you aren't the most popular because then everybody will feel really 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 comfortable with you they won't have a really really strong opinion where they're like we need to put them last and that's how you win the game and i feel like that's the the best way to go Okay. And so you had such a strong alliance throughout the game, especially towards the second half. It was kind of a split down the middle, which I love for the first time. It was kind of like old Big Brother vibes where we had two strong alliances going at it the entire time. Then one of your closer allies that came in towards the end of the game 
backstabbed you when he became the influencer. Um, and you were able to go and s figure out who the, the catfishes were going out, but you didn't expose anybody in your exit message. I'm sure they have those rules. You talk about the rule book. I'm sure you're not allowed to say that, but what, what are those rules going into that, that, um, those exits? So for me, actually, what I did is I told Sophia this is I, I liked her, you know, when I like met her, um, I was like, I literally convinced her not to rate Nick first. She said I was going to rate Nick first. I was like, no, he can win. I am the reason and I will die on this hill. I am the reason Nick Ulan who got fifth. Ooh, and I did, period. That. I did that. Period. I really did because I made sure I was like, I made sure uh, Kay and James knew never to rate him high. I made sure Sophia, and that's why I went to Sophia as well. People don't know this. Um, I actually was in like a soft alliance with Ashley and Isabella, and it was called Rainbow Road. They never showed this. We were in a group chat together. Literally, the alliance was called Rainbow Road. Oh. And that's also when I was like, how is Isabella real? Because Isabella was straight, right. and I was like, is she an ally? Right. But I was like, these people have no sexuality. I'm like, bitch, stick to the strip on the show. Like, please, like, I'm begging. Um, and so, no, I went to her, and I literally told her, and I was like, I'm so happy you're a catfish, because if you weren't, and you really not liked Nick, you would be setting women years back, babe. <laughs> I was like, you were setting women 30 years back, because it was bad. This girl was giving him the Glock Glock 9000, <laughs> like there was no tomorrow. I was like, I cannot deal. Um, and I told her, I was like, rate him last. And I told her, I said, listen, Isabella, everybody thinks you're a catfish or Sophia, everybody thinks you're a catfish. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to try my best in that exit interview to make it seem like you're real. And so in my exit interview, you do hear me say or whatever, like, oh, like it was something to do with the effect of like, not everything is like what you think it is. Like some people are actually real. It was something to that effect. And I said, Sophia, so say I went to go see you. I'll try to make it seem as real like that you were real and that like people were wrong about you. So they'll try to vote you higher. Um, and then go for it. Cause given at that point, I knew Kay wasn't going to win. I knew like James really effed Kay any chance she had at winning by getting rid of me because I was like, damn, like you really just said of walk. Hey, like, and then when you got rid of Jackie, I was like, damn, Kay really just be sitting there just trying to get a check at this point, just trying to continue that much money. Like shit. Um, so no, there's no, I just don't think you can be descriptive. Like you see in exit interviews where they're like, and again, there's more catfish out there than you think there are. And that's why people won't say who saw them and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. But no, I don't think you can be like, and I went to go see Jackie and Jackie's fake. She's a catfish. Like, yeah. no, they would never edit that. Like they would never put that in the edit and let it post. Maybe they would let you say it, but it would never get shown. Ever get that shown. makes sense. And so I think from a viewer watching in, I want to know like kind of how was your living life like? So what was the circle apartment like? How far were you away from everyone else? And was the rest of the building like occupied during filming? Okay, so I think Netflix owns the building. I'm 99% sure. I'm actually 100% sure. <laughs> they own that building. Because the, the show originated in the UK. It was a UK concept. It was based in the UK. It was on Channel 4. Um, so that's kind of always been the building. Um, and so Netflix owns that out, but Netflix, like the producers that we hear and the people manipulating it, they're actually in a whole nother apartment complex next door. So like literally like we're in one apartment building, there's one next door and like, that's where all of the like electronics and blah, blah, blah. And like the producers and XYZ are hearing from, um, and how it is, they make it seem like your next door neighbors. Like I could walk two feet and go, hello. No, <laughs> Cause number one, you would hear me scream. You would be hearing me scream. Um, <laughs> 
So no, oh, not the dog barking. Anyways, so what would happen is, is it's pretty much think of it as floors. I'm on this end of the floor. Someone else is on the complete other end of the floor. So there's pretty much two people per floor. So there's one here, one here, and then you go another floor up and another floor up and blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of like how that works. Um, and the apartment was big. I mean, it was nice. You, Archie. <laughs> This dog said, I heard a knock at the door. He said, open up. Like, I'm here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> um, no, but it's really great. You get any food you want. So every morning you would have a beautiful lady. I think her name was uh, Kathy. I, she would always come by and she'd be like, oh, is there anything I can get you? Um, and I was like, oh my God, like, I don't eat a lot anyway. So I was like, oh no, like, thank you. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm good. Or like, if I did ask for something, it would be there a few hours later. Um, also, this is so random. Do you guys know what bugles are? Like, do you remember that snack of bugles? Yeah, yeah, it like was, those cone chips. Um, yeah, look it up when you can. Um, but for some reason, I was craving bugles. And if any viewers know what this shit is, you're like, why were you craving bugles? That's so like, random. That's and I was so like, random. Can I put it on my grocery list? And I did. And I literally got it after I had like went up to get some fresh air. And I was like, when I saw the bugles were there, I was like, oh my God, Frankie's going to shit herself. Because Frankie's like, this, I've never heard of a bugle. Like, what is this? And I'm like, <laughs> And she's like, what? And I'm like, look at the camera. And I'm holding up the bugles. And she's like, oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, Daniel, she was like, Netflix probably like rehired the bugle company, like started the factory up again, got you those bugles. I was like, I'm dead. And they were good. <laughs> I was crazy them. So they will get you anything you want to That's like. That's crazy. Drink, like, yeah, it was great. Yeah. And now when we were in hiding, we would get to order Uber Eats there. It's called Deliveroo. Um, and we got to order that every night. So bitch, every day when I was in hiding that three weeks, I was ordering these nice restaurants, getting these cheesecakes, getting these pasta. I was as you should, lavish. as you should. Oh, me and my, uh, me and my chaperone, we literally would um, do face masks, eat Ben and Jerry's and watch the notebook together. I have a video of me sobbing. Because like, <laughs> I never saw it before. Um, and it was really good. So yeah, it was a good time. Honestly, it was a vacation. And I said that in my audition video. I was like, bitch, I'm in here in a three by five right now dealing with these hoes in the background, hoes being my family. Um, and I was like, so you want to put me in a bedroom on reality television and pay me for free? I was like, bitch, that's a vacation. Literally. And it was, but it was a it was a stressful one though. No, I'm serious. They literally would write down every time I eat, like, Daniel, have you eaten today? And I was like, oh, I had some chips. Like, no, you have to go eat something now. I would not eat. Like the first day I walked in there, I was so nauseous to my stomach. And if anybody looks back at episode one, you will see how pale I am. I'm ghostly. In episode two, I'm fine. I'm like at normal color. Um, and I literally only could eat half of a bagel. Like I couldn't eat the full thing because I wanted to vomit. Like my dream is coming true. I'm on a reality television show, but I could be getting sent home tonight. Bitch was not eating. And it was freezing in there. It was, they had this big ass vent going in and they had to take it out of all of our rooms because we were shivering. We were literally, shaking during filming and I would carry around a blanket and they're like Daniel like the blanket can't be here and I was like oh, oh. <laughs> um, and then don't worry they gave me a heater we were all, I'm like I'm from Florida bitch like what are you talking about it is November like why like I need a winter coat it was it was rough but I love your accent it gets me every time <laughs> So um, I, I try my you're in this secluded apartment and then we also see people go into the hot tub were you allowed out any time or was it just for the hot tub so no so what they do is they're really good about giving us our outdoor time every day they're like 
hey, do you need to go get some fresh air? And a lot of times I would say no. And they were like, no, get fresh air. Like literally my ass was like, my ass was like, no. Like, bitch, I mean, we just dealt with COVID-19, you know, or we're still dealing with it. You know what I was like? I, I'm, I'm conditioned. Um, so no, a lot of times you'd always be able to go up on the roof to get some fresh air, or you would be able to go into like kind of another empty apartment room and then just like go out on the balcony and get some fresh air as well. Um, but you would have to request to go to the gym, to go to the yoga room, to go to the hot tub. Like I request the hot tub day one or day two. Um, and I didn't know you had to like request it every day. Um, and then day five, I'm like, oh yeah, can I go in the hot tub? And then they put in the request and then I went in the hot tub. That's when I made up my rap talking shit about the cast. And then they were like, oh, we love this you're going back up in the hot tub. And then I went back again, like a day or two, like later and stuff. So, you know, you usually request, sometimes you might get it. And sometimes you might not be as other people put in the request and they need to make sure you're not crossing paths. Like they're very, you have like a personal assistant and they're always on the headphone, like, Hey, taking room five, a up to the hot tub. Cause they never want like, let's say someone's with someone. They never want to be like, Hey, taking like Sophia. And I'm like, who the fuck Sophia? Um, so no, they're really, they're really good about it. And then they would always like wash down the hot tub, put like a shit ton of chlorine to burn off like any like chemicals. Like I literally got COVID tested in the circle. I literally got a knock on my door, opened that bitch up. And it was a doctor. We did not speak one word. I felt like it was a hit it and quit it moment. I literally lifted my nose up, lifted my tongue out and he left. We didn't speak. I literally felt like I got robbed. It was weird. I looked at him. I was like, I know what we're doing here. And I was like, uh, mm, and then we left and I was negative. Thank gosh. <laughs> that's funny that's funny uh yeah because it feels like you're just trapped in that room all day i feel like i'd go crazy i don't under, not eating colds in in that sounds horrible that sounds like you're basically like on a worse version of big brother <laughs> but it was like i don't it was, it was it was cold the first day because they had these huge ass events going in because again in season one they actually had a heat wave in the uk because they filmed in august or september so that's why when you look back to season one they'll have those big fans but you'll see people still sweating because it was so hot uh but no they literally took all of our eight like ac things out like because we were all dying um but no it really goes by fast i mean you have to think you wake up in the morning you do a news feed you do a chat with everybody then you probably have one conversation with someone then you have a game shortly after then you do the game you eat dinner you might have another chat with someone and then you play another game or you do a blocking or a rating um, so it's like, it goes by really fast and you can also nap. I napped a bunch in there. I read Twilight in there and reading Twilight. I requested 50 shades of gray, but like, I didn't finish Twilight. 50 shades, so of gray. shades of gray. I know. I know. Um, but no, reading Twilight was great because it kind of like got me out of my, um, it kind of like put me in a different world in a sense. It sounds so weird, but I was like in Bella's world, like not my own. Um, and then it was like, I played Sudoku a bunch. You know what I mean? Like I love Sudoku. So I was good though. And you can also talk to your voices of God too. Like it was not as lonely as they made it seem out. You could be like, I was doing like trivia with mine. I was like doing Broadway trivia. We were talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, even though I don't watch a lot of it, but I was like, oh, I love this person. Like I've seen one season. Um, so no, it was really like, I never felt lonely. I was never, the whole time when I was in quarantine for two weeks by myself, I still didn't feel lonely because I could FaceTime my family and call them whenever or my friends. Um, in the game, I never felt lonely. I never, I don't know. I just also like, I'm an introvert extrovert. So like I can be by myself and I can be chill and I can be watching the show and not talk to anybody or I could be at a party. So for me, like I was really like, I was fine. I was like, oh bitch, I'll do it again. Kay said she would never, Kay said she would never go through the isolation again. If she did the show again, she would do it with another person. Um, but for me, I'm like, oh, I don't give a fuck. 
like it'd be yeah. more fun obviously doing it with somebody else but i'm like i mean the quarantine i was like it was not hard for me at all and it was really hard for people like rachel on my season she was like i was crying in quarantine like i almost left like i couldn't do it i was like bitch i was like wake up whenever i want to watch i the amount of netflix shows i binge watch i was like this is what i fucking needed I was like, yeah. damn. Next question. I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I was like, yeah, I can stay here all day, every day, whatever. It was fine. I feel like what's so special about your season, and same kind of like with Big Brother 23, like Big Brother 23 is such a tight-knit group. Like, they hang out all the time. And I feel like that's your season. And I feel like that kind of what makes your special or makes your season more special is you guys are so tight-knit. Like, you hang out with Matt all the time. You hang out with Rachel. Like, your group of people just seem to get along so well and I, I love it like you guys just get along so well together well you don't you don't see that a lot with reality shows right like you see like a maybe a pair here and there you know from other big brother seasons you know still like each other but like how often do you see like like big brother 23 how often do you see them all hang out with each other i'll be with each other i'll do that like you don't but for me it's like oh i'll see rachel i'll see matt i'll see jack i'll see Kay, i'll see james i'll see nick i'll see rick like everybody like we are all so like close. And I think it's because we waited so long, right? So like we filmed in November and our show came out in September. So we had 10 months of every day. We're talking to each other. We're, we're analyzing about the show. What's it going to be? What are they going to cast? What are they going to do? Like blah, blah, blah. So it helped us bond that much more because we were just like in it. And we got to really learn who we are as people and human beings. And I feel like that's why, Ours is just so different because we had so much more time with each other before the show came out. When you watched it back, did anything surprise you? Love that question. Um, Nick is just so cringy. Like I like he's the like <laughs> big Nick energy. <laughs> like, it is like him laughing at himself. Like he'll be like, circle message, hey. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, what nothing's funny. Like what you said wasn't funny. Like I love Nick so much more in real life. Like, I love Nick more in real life than I do on reality television. I'll say that. That's so funny. He's just, he's just, he's just too much. But everybody else, I'm like, oh, no, everybody was who they were. Like, genuinely. Like, and I love that about our cast. I'm like, yep, like, who they were on the show, like, is who they are in real life. And, like, no one on our season was like, wow, like, I was not expecting that at all. Like, no, like, no, all of our season, I was like, yeah, like, that's, yep, that's, that, this all checks out. Like, that is who they are. So yeah, no, the only thing, yeah, Nick, I was just like, oh, say, like, God, like he, Nick seemed to me the most playing it up for the camera more than everybody else. Mm, interesting. It just didn't seem as like genuine. I don't know. Like there was, it just seemed so like, I was like, oh, this is not, I, this isn't doing it for me. Okay. And so looking back on your circle game, is there anything that you wish you had done differently? You know, you got, you made it all the way to the end. You were backstabbed and betrayed right before the finale. What do you, what would you do differently if you could, or if you actually wanted to? I literally hate saying this, like, there's nothing. Like, I, like, look at it where it's, like, if Jackie just, like, if, literally, if Jackie just, like, did what she was supposed to do, like, we, we were in an alliance, she said we were in an alliance, like, there was nothing more I could do. I got us to have the numbers, it was four against three, we had majority, all she had to do was rate us all first, second, and third, and rate the rest of them last, and I would have, and it would have been a win. Like, so there, in a sense, there's nothing I could have done. There's nothing, because how you have to look at the circle is, like, if you changed anything, let's say I blocked Ashley instead of Jackson, right? 
how, who knows, who knows? There's so many different other avenues, right? You can go down to, but I literally look at it. I'm like, no, like, I feel like I played a perfect game. Like I was this 20 year old on this game with 30 year olds. Like, and the fact that all, the only thing I had to do was have Jackie rate Nick the way she would have, and I would have won the thing. I can't complain. I can't be like, oh, damn, I should have done more of this. Or I should have done more. I'm like, no, like I literally made the alliance. I, I put us all together. I got us the majority. I stayed in between where I was supposed to. I kept my strategy intact the whole entire time. I never had to like waver. So I'm like, I look at it where I'm like, no, there's nothing I would like change. Not saying like, I'm the best player of all time. No, just for like my season and how it worked out. Like I did everything I was supposed to do to get to where um, I was supposed to get. So yeah, I, I, I'm really like, Perfect. that's what helps me sleep that night, I guess. No, I love it. I love it. You cannot live with regrets, especially with something as big as that. I mean, the fact that you don't have any regrets is impressive and that's amazing. So I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So Daniel, is there anything else we haven't talked about today? We had a really good discussion today. You were super in depth. I loved all the behind the scenes you gave us. Cause I feel like out of everyone we've interviewed, I feel like you've probably gave us the most like Intel. And I really feel like if I go into a circle, like I know exactly what to expect. So thank you. Well, I'm happy. Like I said, that's why like I love doing podcasts and talking about things just because it's like, I tell this to everybody. That's why like, even when I was at the event Hearts of Reality, where like all the reality like celebrities are, my brain literally just feels like I'm a fan because like, these are all these people I've watched. Like, and so that's why I love giving in depth and telling people like casting and tips and tricks. Cause I was like, I was that person being like casting tips to get on Survivor, casting tips to get on Big Brother, like talking to, um, oh my God. Lynn Spillman, the past uh, Survivor casting director, you know what I mean? Like, I, would watch her shit with, like, I would watch her shit with Parvati, you know what I mean? And like yeah. her interviews and blah, 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 or like with Robin Cass and Jesse Tenenbaum and all that uh -huh. stuff. Like literally I am just a fan that got really lucky, got an amazing opportunity. So that's why I always love being in depth. So like hopefully other kids and teens and adults can be like, oh my God, like he's like me and he's answering the questions like I want to know and like how to get on the show. Cause like, I would always find finale and like that process so interesting. Like I always was so like, whoa, like that is so like mine, like cool, like blah, blah, blah. So I'm happy you guys allowed me to come on this platform to just give people, you know, in-depth intel so they can, like, yeah. I don't know, to their little hot. No, I love it. And also literally, Daniel, I'm not kissing your ass right now. Literally, season three is my favorite. You're my favorite from season three. And like I said, literally, it's coming like full circle for me because when I watched you, I was like, literally, this kid is me. Like, this kid is literally me. Like, word for word. So I'm like literally so honored. And I and I met you in person. You're you're amazing. So, no, seriously. Are you, well, I'm going to hopefully see you later this year, right? Are you going to come back down? Yeah, I'm, I'm coming to Hearts of Reality in December. Are you? Um, yes, I, I, it was such a good event. Such an amazing cause. Um, I absolutely love it. So yes, then I get to see you again. Yes, of course. I'm. She. I would force her to come. She's definitely. Ah, I'm so exciting. All right, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming on. Let our followers know where they can follow you on social media. Uh, literally just like Daniel underscore Kuzumano, like on everything. And you know, if you can't find me, maybe that's a sign. Who knows? Um, so ah! if you want to, follow you. So it really, you all do what you want to do. But yeah, and if anybody who's watching this has any questions, send me a DM. I always try to like go in, talk to everybody just because I think it's so cool. Oh, also if anybody ever sees me, I don't know why I have this, like people are always afraid to come up and say hi. Just always say hi to whoever, anybody from season three, I can count on, like they'll always love to say hi and 
we're just normal people. So just like live, laugh, love. Awesome. Awesome. So that was a great convo. That wraps up our interview with Daniel. Thank you so much, Daniel, for joining us. We had a great time talking with you today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We have a lot of content coming your way, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you like what we've made so far, leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love hearing from you guys. So you guys can find me on TikTok at LOLLate and Champagne at All Things Reality. If you have any requests or comments, you can shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you in the future with another episode. <laughs> 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 <laughs>